Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Devil's Bride, the first book in Stephanie Lauren's Sinster series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content including exclusive episodes and giveaway free stickers, books, and bookmarks. And a romance enamel pins are available on Jessen's Etsy store. They're super cute, guys. Go check them out. Special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. We love you. We love you guys. Always. Always. Always, always. So I know that we often talk about adaptations. Like, we're always talking about, like, what's going to, like, make TV adaptations, yeah. whatever. I feel like that's been our chit-chat for, like, the past yeah. month. Yeah. But there's, there's like, constantly news. Did you see that there's going to be a new, is it Sense and Sensibility? Uh, persuasion. Think, persuasion yes. with Dakota Johnson. Yes. In the lead. Yes. And did you see they cast Henry Golding, and did you watch Crazy Rich Asian, Asians? You had told me he was amazing, but He's no, I did so not. He's so freaking hot. Yeah, he is super hot. But... but I think he's like the villain yes! guy. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> someone had posted a meme the other day saying like, um, they say that we get Sanditon again and everyone's like, yay, like yay yeah. emoji. And then it was yeah. like, and then Theo oh, James right. is not Theo coming James, and everybody's uh, kind of like, uh, well, what the And fuck? then they did the same thing with this. Like, oh, Henry Golding's been cast and yeah. everybody's like, yay. And they're like, like oh, he's no, not who you think he's he is. He's the bad guy. He's and everybody's like, why would you cast him oh, in that role? We wanted him to be the hero. Look, and the hero in Persuasion is, like, super broody. He's literally been pining for, like, a decade or more. Henry her. Golding could have done yeah. that. Like, and What is I happening? Know, I know. And I've always imagined it as sort of an age gap because he's always seemed older and more mature than her. Um, but I don't know if it's supposed to be. I think it's just maybe because the I've seen um, two different versions. The first version, it had, oh, my God, what is his name that – just lovely British actor, but he's a little bit older than her as the heroine. The heroine. Please look at this beautiful face. Oh God, he is fucking fine. Could you not see him in Dakota Johnson? Wait, what's his what's his name? Henry Golding. He's got those soulful eyes. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Then I saw today that they said that um, Queen Charlotte from Bridgerton is going to get like a spinoff, but like young Queen Charlotte. Ooh, like Which, a prequel. A prequel. But I'm like wondering who is going to be really sad because you remember the yeah. scene whenever yeah, he has George like dementia. Is, he is. He's like, and I'm like, that's so sad. Like he sh- they had like a good moment, and then all of a sudden it was bad, and, and I'm they like, lost a child. Like, I know it's going to be I don't sad. Watch that's going to that. be really sad. Sad. So- Shonda, you have to understand, these are romance readers. We want our fucking HEA. I know. That's not an HEA. She's not going to have an HEA. Well, at least it's going to be like something that's completely not not like based off of writings of Julia Quinn. Right, right, Because Queen Charlotte wasn't even a part of the Bridgerton series at all. So, I mean, I'm okay if it's not like marketed as something like that's supposed to be Bridgerton 2.0. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's not yeah. gonna have the same vibe. It's just yeah, not. I have to say, so I have to say something about like reading reader, not reader, viewer response to Bridgerton. So I've seen a lot of, you know, we, there's been a shit ton of, uh, fans going crazy over the series and whatever, as they should be. As they should be. As they should be. Um, it's so, but it's so funny to me because I've seen a couple are like, wait a second. The second one is about, you know, just this couple and we're not going to see the, the, their cup, their, their, and I'm like, 
have they read the Bridgerton series? Then I get all like in my snobby self and I'm like, y'all need to go read the books and understand that everybody gets their ATA and they each get their own stories. Like, yes, we switch. Cause I think, I think people are boohooing that we're not going to get more of uh, Daphne and Simon, you know? Right. And, and I think Simon is doing other projects. So he's well, not even yeah, I mean, cameo. he got, he got really big. So right. And I look, I understand that, but at, at the same time, it's like, you know, their story's been told. Like now we're moving on to, you know, other characters. I am so. sad that he was wasn't able to do at least a cameo yeah. like whenever they like, do the pal mal like game still come on like just a little i hope one. that they negotiate with him to maybe do the pal mal game because oh, that's yes. whenever we do see simon and he daphne is there. And he's there and that is like, and it's just like a brief yeah. moment like it's not very long it shouldn't no. be long to film I mean, but on. i saw they already they started do filming a day or two yeah and. i saw they already started filming and um i can't wait I fucking can't the wait. This is my death. favorite. I'm so scared though. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm so scared about my favorite couple and what's going to happen with them because yeah. they do not faithfully follow the book. So yeah. 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 And if y'all listen to our podcast on this uh, book, you know our feelings about this we couple. We have feelings, okay? <laughs> feelings. <laughs> Katie and Anthony. So mm. anyway. Yes. To devil. 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 And devil. Honoria. 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 I really like how to pronounce that name. I'm going to say up front that I'm probably still going to say Honoria just because I've said it that way for years. Whenever Before I was an audiobook listener and whenever right. I just naturally saw that name, I'm like, Honoria. Because you yeah. say honor like that. And I don't know do. anybody named Honoria. So I was phonetically pa- pronouncing it. And then, of course, makes so much sense. Honoria. It sounds so beautiful that yes. way. I'm going to try and pronounce it Honoria that way. Prince. But we, we, we recently did, just like Heaven, where right, the heroine and I still mm-hmm. said Honoria. Because yeah. it's, it's just hard to to switch Change. Yeah. a book that you've read multiple times. And that's how you've always pronounced right. your name. It's so hard. Right. But anyway... Julietta actually discovered this um, author way back when. Shocking. I know it is shocking for you guys. Shocking. But yeah. is it not shocking that she discovered <laughs> book six, though, or five, or whatever what is first? Gabriel's first. I was like, oh my God. Uh, a secret love or a secret affair. I, forget. I think it's a secret love. A yeah. secret love. Yeah, that's it. And I remember you telling me, you were just like, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm getting so swept away in this romance. You have to. And I started right from the beginning. Yeah. And, um, we've already done, like we've said previously, we've already done an episode on, um, on a wicked night, which is book eight in this series. <laughs> and <laughs> that's Amanda and Martin. And you actually see Amanda yeah. in this book. This is the first she's, introduction. She's a young twin. Exactly. Yes. And, um, but we felt like we needed to circle back and, uh, pay our tribute to the original sinister man and yeah. sinister couple, yeah. which, is Devil and Honoria. And oh my goodness, I love this book so much. And it's so funny because Jen, our friend from the book Refuge, is reading this series for the first time and she's just like, you know, Stephanie Lawrence follows a pattern that all the men are super gone for the heroines almost immediately after they see it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not mad at it though because I've read, read, (laughs) I did a reading blog this past week and almost all of the men were denying their like wanting to have the hero, I mean the heroine in their life. Yeah. And I know that Sebastian doesn't want to admit how deep his feelings are, but he totally is just like, no, you're it for me. And I like that. And I appreciate that about the censors. I do too. And these characters are just so great. And I'm so glad that Juliet discovered this author and uh, started my obsession with the Sinster Men. Also, their last name is just perfect. 
I used to stumble upon, I used to stumble over it in like just say sinister, which yeah. is just kind of like, ugh. Because every now and then that's what they would call them. Yes. You know? And oh my goodness, I have some new observations now that we're in 2021 about this book. So I can't yeah. wait to talk about them yeah. in the spoiler section. Can't yeah. wait. But before we do, I'm going to go over the characters really quickly. So we have uh, Honoria. Weatherby and she is she does come from a wealthy family but her father was kind of disowned and she wants to make her own way in the world and she's an orphan it's just her and her her brother Michael Mm -hmm. Michael's into politics and she's decided to be a governess because she wants to make her money and she wants to make sure that she's very firmly on the shelf before she does some exploring of her own she wants to Mm -hmm. see the world and stuff and so she's just kind of biding her time she she doesn't like to just like sit at home and be idle yes she hates being idle yeah. This is a big thing with yeah. her in this book, especially <clears throat> for the plot. And one day she has a new position. She wasn't able to research the family that well. And she gets this new position as a governess. And the mom like is just like, oh, well, my daughter is about to land Duke. So she's going <laughs> around this town trying to figure out like who is this the Duke that is supposed to be in love with this daughter. Yeah. And she's trying to figure it out. But everybody just kind of refers to them by like their title by yeah. by just like oh the duke whatever the family like, his great yeah and so she can't get like well i need to know <laughs> i need to have this information she likes to have all her info yeah. which it reminds me of me because i'm just like give me i need all I the info before i start uh, this but job also reminds me of both me and you is she's too embarrassed to outright ask the vicar she's like okay now i'd look like a fool if i don't know who he yes. is so i have to find some way to get to trick them into giving me his name yes and then she on her way back there's a storm and some unfortunate circumstances puts her in the path of none other than the duke and she doesn't know it <laughs> at first and this is devil his real name is sylvester sinster and he his nickname is uh devil he and his brother and his cousins all have these nicknames <laughs> that are all like you know they're all hellish related. yeah hellish related mm-hmm. and i really like that I do too. they're just so awesome <laughs> so they are kind of in a compromised position and he meets her and he's just like, is this a wife? Like, basically just like, wow, totally my future wife. And she's like, no, I'm not. I have plans. And he's like, yeah, plans to marry me. So this is this is the setup. Your plan shall change. This you is the mine. setup. And they're both such stubborn characters. Oh, my gosh. Like, rock, so meet, hard place. Yes. That's what this is. And yes. I love it. Yeah. She, they both are like, this is like a chess game. And nobody's <laughs> willing to concede. And he's, like, just flummoxed that this woman is defying, you know, his I love will. all the workarounds. I love all the workarounds. It's yeah. so exciting, guys. Yeah. It's so exciting. So, if you've not read Devil's Bride, you should totally read it and then come back and chat with us. So, not only is this a really awesome romance, but it has that mystery element yes, in it. Yes, it has some mystery and danger, a which I love. To solve. So these are, this is actually my favorite. And I think that's why I probably fell for these books, because they all have some element of danger. All in of them. them. Some sort of mystery, yeah, some mystery, sort of nefarious thing going something. on. Yeah, so there's some villain in the background, something going on. And I just, I love that. It just heightens everything and so she's got one of those little like uh one carriage gigs with a horse mm-hmm. and a storm blows up and she sees a man in the ditch well she gets down to go and see him and the storm chases the gig away so the horse runs off so she's alone now and realizes that this man is bleeding to death a young man is bleeding to death in the ditch so i love how we've got this the description is very ominous the storm is coming there's no one. I have anywhere. to mention you yes. reread an ebook form. 
Yeah, ebook and audio. I did it both. He, the the narrator was very atmospheric. Yes. This guy, I think his name's Simon <clears throat> Preble. Oh my god, he was like this is a man who understood the assignment. Look. Okay? Look. Because he was Y'all. Chewing every scene. When, and I was just like, I had the chills during the scene. I was too. like, it feels like a dark and stormy night, night out here. And, <laughs> like, and the gloom. He, he was great. He was great. Y'all. I just want to say and, that. And look, and I just want to say something about audiobook narrators like him. Like, they can change a book to a totally different experience. Do you know what I mean? Like It heightened it for You can me. tell he's like, he has, he, this dude has like theater background or something, you he know? He like, They have to. He's so good. It was great. And I've read this yes. book more times than I can count on my hand, like paperback mm-hmm. and ebook. Yeah. But like, this was so much fun to it listen was. to it. It really, really was. So yeah, so I definitely listened. This scene, I listened to and I was like, I'm getting all the chills. So, of course, she hears, like, hoofbeats, you know, coming. It reminds me very much of Jane Eyre in the, in the midst. That's what I was going to say. Know, like, That's what I was going to say. And then suddenly, this giant black stallion comes out of nowhere. And, and she compares him to, like, the devil. Like, yes. the, a demon coming from the night with, like, his hellish steed. And it's yes. just, like, how perfect this guy's nickname it. is devil. It's devil. like, <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and she's almost, like, trampled at this yes. point. And nope. The little moments, like going back and rereading and knowing the connection already between Devil and Tolly, mm-hmm. knowing that this is his younger cousin, yes. and you can see, like, she notices that There's he emotion. jumps off, he mm-hmm. jumps off the horse and he hesitates before he comes and helps her staunch the bleeding because he He's immediately knows that Tolly's not going to survive. Right. That this is the end. The blood is, he, there's an artery There's too nicked. much. He, he, too also, much of blood. note, Devil has been in um in a war yeah, the and so Wars and so he is a veteran and so he's seen blood and death and so that's he assesses the situation he's just like it's not it's yeah, not looking good it's, it's hit an artery near his heart and so there's no recovering from this yes know, and so he's i mean he's about to lose one of his very close cousins and it's hard it's hard to just like read that and like yeah. Honoria doesn't know the situation she's just like observing like this guy is helping me this is just like some guy from town yeah you know mm-hmm. like who's gonna help her and he says you know there's uh you know the woodsman's cottage is up here we can, can get I it to just safety. say I love <laughs> random woodsman's cottage yeah. or gamekeepers co- they they do some work in romance work. they provide that safe space where that the hero and the heroine that force fucking proximity Look. that oh no we were together with no <laughs> sap- chaperone now we have to get married <laughs> and like usually a gamekeeper's cottage kind of like <clears throat> makes its appearance in the middle of a book or so right some some but right. now it's in the beginning man it's yeah. doing the work from the beginning and i love that i love that she even though she does like follow his instructions when he's starting to like you know they're staunching the bleeding and stuff at first she's very sort of defiant with him and he's thrown back he's like why is this woman even saying anything back to me like people don't talk back to him people don't you know what i love about this pairing is that they're both used to being in charge yes and both of them both of them bulk at being told what to do because they're like i already know what to do who are you to tell me what to do (laughs) yeah it's like he just he just expected her to stand idly by, and she just yeah. like I'm gonna donate part of my petticoat because he had like yeah. taken out his cravat and stuff and like that. And then he takes off his entire shirt, yes, to wrap it around. Damn, I know this is the that's sad she, scene, but yeah, also just kind of like she, you know? yeah, that's when she sort of loses it. She's like, okay, I'm just gonna follow instructions. I'm gonna look away. Yeah. I'm gonna, okay, so they get to the cottage. I love that. So 
the the boy's Tully, the cousin is Tully, and he's dying, and he only gets out of it. He's like, you know, I love it. He's like, devil, devil. She's like, there's no, no, there no devils, devils here. Like, <laughs> are you sure? He's confused. He's like, no. And then devil arrives instantly. And that's and like, whenever she knows, here. oh, no, there's a connection. Yeah, yeah. You know? She realizes that this is more than just a stranger to him. Uh, and so when Tully, he really he really only gained consciousness for that one scene. And he said he wanted, he's obviously he just like, to I need to tell something. you, I need to tell you, but he, we never get to I figure know, out what he wants to tell devil. I'm like, Ugh. And he ends up by dying. But before Tali ends up by dying, they get to have a little conversation. Devil says like, yes, it's my younger cousin. Yeah. And, um, they're kind of like speculating like what happened? Like, was it like a hunter? Were they yeah. poachers? Whatever. And, um, devil observes like the, what kind of gun would have been used? And he's like, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think it's a poacher. And so yeah. he's like, well, who are you? And yeah. she tells him, I'm a governess and are finishing. She like helps ladies who are out right. making their debut make She's a finishing advent- governess. Yeah, an advertate advantageous, advantageous match. Matches, yes. And she spills the beans saying, like, there's supposed to be this duke around this town. Like, I haven't yeah, been able to working. do my proper research. Usually, I research my families very well because I need to make sure that the girls have at least she the even, necessary, like, tools in the shed she to make these the matches. she's with is, like, not up to par. Yeah, she's like, I, I had a last-minute assignment fall through, and this one came in the mail right <laughs> after. So I had to accept the position, but I wasn't able to do my research, and I'm trying to find this duke that she's supposed to be marrying, apparently. Yeah. It's like almost in the bag, and it's funny. Oh, and who is he? he, Who is he going to be marrying? Y'all, it is the best scene. Because it's him. I love this scene because it's him, and we know it. The readers already figured this out. Yes. But one of my favorite, favorite parts of this entire thing is when we, when after they've sort of been talking and they're resting by the fire, it switches to his point of view, and Devil goes. I mean, it says in his point. Devil looks at his wife to be like it's like. Immediate, immediate. She is mine. She will be my duchess. I love, I love this because it's honestly, honestly, it's kind of rare, especially in this situation with such like an alpha male, for Mm -hmm. him to just be like, I immediately want to get married. This is the perfect wife for me. This is the one. This is the one I've been, this is the, she's for me. Usually we have like, you know, the few dukes or whatever avoiding marriage, wanting to be these rakes who sow their their wild oats and devils just kind of like. I need a duchess. She is absolutely perfect. And you know what I what I love even more? It is not as if he's overcome with lust. Now he does like notice how beautiful she is, how well figured she is. She's tall and, and and curvy and whatever. But that's not. He's really more into who she is, like the the way she carries herself, the way she's so confident, the way she's even willful. He's like, mm-hmm. yes, this. It's, it's like I've met my match. Yes, type that, of thing. Exactly. He knows. Like it's you know, like she's spirit almost the female version of devil. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> she almost <laughs> is the female version of devil. Yeah, and um, that's why they clash so much during this book. And it's one of it's honestly it's so funny. It's funny <laughs> why they clash. But she also has a nightmare. <clears throat> she has a nightmare during yeah. the storm. She does not like storms. We'll come to find out later that she has a past trauma associated with storms. Right. And he actually comforts her. He puts her in she, his. Yeah. Lap. She likes was sleepwalking Mm -hmm. and yes and so and so we have a tender moment it's not just like oh kind of like clinical i need a duchess she she'll do fine he has some affection for her too right he well he's immediately his protectiveness Mm -hmm. comes out immediately he's like protective hero oh y'all don't even get me started (laughs) but 
Seriously. And I, but I do love that because it's like he's protective and he very, it is, it makes this moment very tender. Like I need to protect her and keep her safe from whatever demons are haunting her, you know, and it's just lovely. And then the next morning, one of my favorites. <laughs> so she hears people coming, approaching, approaching. And so she like tries to tidy herself up. She goes to the door. Yeah. She knows that devil's cousin is supposed to be coming for them. Supposed yeah. to check out like where they, like that's what, Devil totally expects Vane to come look for them. Right. She does not expect to see her new employers. <laughs> her employers, both husband and both wife, coming up coming, in the carriage. Coming, and she's like, this is not great. Well, as long as he like, stays oh, in. Grace, how are you? And then, mm, not good. <laughs> I love how Devil comes up behind her. Yes. Fucking shirtless still, because he had given it up. Yeah. And he, like, puts his arms on either side of the doorway, like, behind her. Like, what a fucking statement. I'm just saying. Y'all, he does not play. He absolutely wants her to be compromised. Exactly. That's what I think is so awesome. He's like, he's doing this shit on purpose. Yep. Yeah, he immediately yep. defends her because the for, at first the the <gasps> what's her name the lady of the house is immediately like, well, you can pack your bags and I didn't know you were basically calling her a whore and she's you know compromised herself and she needs to leave immediately. Her husband, her husband has seen like, where the cards lie yeah, and tries like, to get well, her to stop. The Duke. <laughs> he tries to get her to stop. Like, um, stop, uh, sh- honey, uh, honey, sh- darling. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. And Devil's just like, I'd be extremely careful about what you say about my future duchess. Oh, y'all. And of course, she's, Nori's like, what? What? She's like, you're the fucking Duke. What the fuck is going on? But I love Uh, how calm and cool and collected. See, this is the thing. And I feel like this is why Honoria still stands as like, the type of heroine that I like in historical romances yeah. because she is willful, she is stubborn to a fault, but she also does not like so easily. And I, I want to say that it happens more nowadays in modern modern historical romances. Yeah, that the heroine would kind of throw a fit at this point and just right. like in in public cause a scene, cause a scene, and be like, "Excuse me, I am not going to be your future wife." Blah blah, well, blah. But she's strategic, and she knows that there's nothing to be gained yeah. by that. She's like, "I'm going to talk to him in private." And I think after Stephanie this. Lawrence follows basically the edicts of the time. You know, like, um, and Honoria being raised in, you know, I guess, I don't know, a proper, noble, whatever, you don't make scenes. You, yeah. You remain, you keep all of that. You can restructure things later however you want. Because she does. As soon as I get behind closed doors, she goes, I'm not marrying you. Yeah. I don't care if I'm compromised. It's not happening. Even though she's, she would never say that in front of them. She knows there's something, I have to like fix this and I'm not going to throw a fit now. It doesn't serve anybody purpose. Yeah. You it's, know? you're going to create more rumors. You're going right. to create a bigger problem than you already have on your right. hands by creating a big scene. And that's why I love the way that she is stubborn and she wants to be extremely independent, but she also just knows when she needs to pick her battles. Right. And the appropriate time to do it so i'm just like yeah i fucking love this series because the heroines are not stupid they don't feel stupid exactly they want to get their way but they go about it in a way that i'm just like it also feels 
Yeah, that's smart. Yes, it's smart and it feels like realistic. I also really love how um, Honoria is, like I said, she just kind of has to go with the flow for certain things. She knows she can't return to her former employer's place. And Devil has instructed that her suitcases should be delivered to the (laughs) place. To the place. To the place. place, Yes. This giant estate of his in the country. And so she goes there and she also knows now is not the time to pick pick a fight with him because his cousin just died. Right. Family is showing up to this yeah, place. they're grieving. He has introduced her to his mother, which I absolutely I love, love his her. mother. I love her. Little love tidbit, her. little tidbit. I recently, this past winter, read the book that Stephanie Lawrence circled back and wrote for Devil's Parents. Really? So I went go look it up. Um, the Devil's Bride book was written in 98, 1998. Mm-hmm. And then... After she published Amanda and Amelia's book, which were published back to back, she must have wrote them at the same time because they were like published like right after each other, like within a month. The same year she published um, Devil's um, Parents, which very, very interesting. So it's it was cool having read her story, her love story to come back and read this. But yeah. Yeah, I love her mother. I love his mother so much. And she's like French. and Strong. I love how she likes to pretend like she doesn't understand the English, even though she's been <laughs> been there for like the majority of her life. I love that when – I love that – um d- Devil, he's like, I know she starts to suddenly misinterpret and not understand English as much when she's scheming. Yeah. Like she's planning Whenever something. I'm telling her to do something and she doesn't want to do it, she suddenly <laughs> becomes like, oh my God, I'm not so good yeah. with the English. Oh, she's trying to trick, <laughs> she was trying to trick Anori to come with her to London. Oh, I don't know. What? What do you, you must come with me. I you know, love suddenly it. she becomes super French. You know? I also <laughs> really love it. So, Her main argument for not being, she's like, listen, nobody's really going to care. I'm a spinster. And and, and they're going to, like, if I was, like, some young debutante, yeah, maybe I'd have to worry about my reputation. But honestly, I'm not concerned. And I think it's all going to blow over. And I have plans to travel. I'm going to Africa. I need to see see the the pyramids. Hello? (laughs) And in his mind, he's like, oh, my God. So, one of my favorite scenes is when her brother Michael comes to visit. Okay. First of all, she sends off her letter saying, well, I'm going to tell Michael, my brother, who's in charge of her, basically. Yeah. Like, what's and, going on? She's going to be he's on my gonna side. He's going to be on my side. And Del's like, absolutely. Let's get your brother here. And then they're both kind of like standing off like, oh, I'm telling like, you no guys, way. this is Y'all, a chess game. A chess game. So he's good. like, yes, I will fetch your brother. Like and playing so, into it because he's just like, I have a winning card at my side. I know. And what's so hilarious is he intercepts Michael before he gets to the house. He takes a horse out to the carriage. It's like, hey, come for a ride with me. We have things to talk about. And so I love this whole conversation. First of all, he's like, yes, well, she still plans to travel. He goes, she still has that in her mind. Michael. And they're both like, oh, like both like groaning, like, no, because she is. Okay. So she is. She's very smart and wise, but she's not worldly. Like, a single woman cannot travel to Egypt by herself. No matter how okay? old you are. Yes. You, just doesn't you're matter. Just because a spinster at 24 yeah. does not mean you are safe to travel on your own, you know? And we also get the backstory. I kind of like how Michael just kind of like, well, I totally agree you should marry. And she would make a great duchess. And we've seen this. We've witnessed it because there was a couple of mishaps with like the tea cakes that uh, Devil's Horse ate them. And she had to handle all of this. And she's stepping into this role of duchess already during a very private family time. I love that scene too. She gets the twins The way she handles the twins. Yes. 
The way she also and says, like, like, I... going to her. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I've got this handled. This is a simple solution. This is what mm-hmm. we do. She's acting like she's, she's a duchess already. Control. And she yeah. she's not getting this, how well she fits in. Because she, like you said, she it's doesn't natural. like to be idle. Mm-hmm. And what larger position could you fill than duchess because they're one of the top people in society they entertain the most they have the most on their plates right so this is honestly the perfect position for honoria but she's kind of ignoring that she's perfect for it (laughs) right now because she just wants to do her thing but michael tells us about honoria's trauma and why she's probably actually refusing refusing this and because she even said because when he's like he's like on and on like you will be my you will be my duchess she goes I will not because, uh, you know, a duke needs an heir. And like, so we know immediately it has to do with children. So then Michael tells her, he, he says, they kind of brings up, he says she still has uh, problems with storms. And I loved how Michael was like, she's twitchy. And he, the duke says quite a bit more than that. Like, so basically like she's terrified. So we find out that her parents and they had two younger, a younger brother and sister who, um, they had like a pretty big, big age age gap gap between between like Michael and Honoria Honoria are the the oldest. And then, which is kind of how like me and my siblings are. I have like a 10 year age gap between my next sibling and then a 15 year age gap between my youngest. So like that's kind of how Honoria was with her siblings. She kind of was like a pseudo mom. Right. She liked to take care of the babies, which is exactly what I did whenever I was her age. And so a storm blew up and she's, uh, Michael says that he and Honoria were at the window because just watching the storm roll in, watching the lightning, and suddenly they see the carriage with their parents racing back and they see lightning strike, a tree lands, kills all four of them instantly. So they witness their parents and their younger siblings' death. And yes. Michael says she treated her younger siblings like they were her own. Yeah, and so it was almost like the loss children. of children. Yeah. As well as like the loss of parents and siblings. Yeah. And so in he was just like, and devil is like, ah. Yeah. And he also notices it. she's only been governess to finishing, like yes. young women, not young children. Yes. And know? the way that she is, he brings it up later whenever they're in London and they're in the section of the park where the nannies take the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, it's separate from where the adults hang out because like <laughs> children should be not seen <laughs> or heard. Yeah. Like absolutely. <laughs> but um, he brings it up. He's just like, I know you avoid children. Yeah. Like tell me you don't. Yeah. You don't want to, like the children gravitate towards you and you're uncomfortable holding their hands and stuff like that like i know why you feel that way and she is very frustrated because she doesn't want that pain laid bare but it is something that she needs to come to terms with because she is avoiding getting married because she doesn't want to have kids because she's afraid to lose a kid a child Mm -hmm. but it's something that she actually really longs for yeah and And she doesn't realize that i think it's the uh it's uh, the dowager who brings it up, mentions how one day they could have children together. And it, and so she immediately has this almost like fantasy of, um, of the Duke on the floor laughing with his black haired little boy and she can see him and she kind of checks herself. She doesn't have the same like fears that she normally has. And this is when she kind of realizes I do want this. Yeah. I do want him. I do want like, a family. She hasn't him. been in a position where she's had to imagine herself as a mother since this all happened whenever she was a little bit younger. But now, now that she has this attraction to devil, all of a sudden her life that she could have is kind of flashing before her eyes and it's tempting. It's tempting. Do you risk the pain to have something that you really want? And so that's, 
basically what her struggle is this whole book. Her telling Devil, hey, I'll kind of like go along with this because um, my brother is not on my side right now. I still think I'm right. So we'll see who's right when we right. go to London. Basically, yeah, basically he's like, Michael's like, look, do this. Stay with him for three months because they have three months of mourning, of deep mourning or whatever. He's like, at the end of the three months, you know, stand under the dowager's wing. No one will spread rumors. No one will speculate. They will all think that you are the future duchess. You'll be safe from rumors until the three months are up. And at that time, we'll reassess, basically. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, and I will come back to Hampshire. And he's like, mm, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> believes that she will. Nobody <laughs> believes that she will. And I also really love how this is also another thing that I really, really love. Um, when then they go to the Modiste and oh, Devil Celestine. Celestine. <laughs> so Devil sends a note with Honoria, and it's basically like he's gonna foot the bill for this. And yes. she is suspicious. She thinks that's what he's doing. It's not confirmed until the end. Right. Where like um, Celestine's never giving her a bill or whatever. So she decides to rack up this bill. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, yes, girl, do it. There's so many instances in um, historical romance where they really bulk and like they don't. I'm like, let him pay for your full damn wardrobe. Yes. I'd be taking that and being like, <laughs> I don't care if I plan to leave you later. If yeah. you want to pay for a whole new wardrobe absolutely be my guest and i love she also gets this like very like scanty negligee and she's like oh he'll he'll never see it i don't know why i'm thinking about like seeing oh i but i love she's like when he sees me in this she's like wait a second he'll never see me this when will he possibly see me in this i don't know when you marry him yeah she's having those (laughs) thoughts like it's already there you know another thing she agrees with this um ruse that she thinks that oh well it's fine if people assume we're gonna get married but mm-hmm. whatever i'll just lay low it'll blow over but she agrees because she wants to be part of this investigation because like i said <laughs> she is the female version of devil she wants to be in on the action yeah. she's like she i feels, feel responsible yeah, she feels responsible i i found him first right i would like to be included in this in murder investigation because they know that someone murdered tolly yeah and they have a suspicion that some tolly <clears throat> must have overheard something, something and wanted to tell him. devil yeah they figured that part out and they just need to retrace his steps from that night before yeah. that he rode to Devil's country estate. Yeah, so he's getting all his cousins and brother and everybody on the This lookout. is the part where I really want to talk about. Now reading this after we've become enamored of contemporary mafia romances, <laughs> this family operates like a mafia. Yes, they do. Like Devil is 100% a mob boss. He's, yes, he's the They mob do boss. not care to inform the authorities or involve them in any sort of investigation. And they're like, we're no, going to handle it ourselves. ourselves. They want the women very protected. They have six of the censors are called the bar censors. They're the yeah. oldest ones. And yeah. we have Devil, his younger half-brother, Scandal. We have Vane, um, Devil, Gabriel, and Sp- Lucifer. Right. So all those six are being sent out. Like, you go interview this person. You go talk to this person, whatever, mm-hmm. and go and get the information and, re- and report back. And I love the way that they offer you yes. like that. It is so freaking cool. It is. It, and, really, it really is. 
I know. Like, I love the mafia vibes. So the thing, so this is the thing. So we kind of know what um, Honoria's uh, internal struggle is. Devil's is the fact that he has, from the age of three, been used to being, his orders being obeyed. Okay? He is like, without a doubt, he's like, no one, you know, disobeys my orders. They just, he's used to just getting his way. And here he has this woman who wants to be on equal footing with him. You wants know, with to be the, involved in the investigation. With the investigation. She wants to, you know, like, she I wants to pay for I demand you tell me yes. what's going on. They have, they have a knockdown, drag out fight over the bill to the Mudis. You know, because she's like, you have no right. He goes, well, I'm your husband. He's like, no, you're not my husband. You know, like, you're not. Technicalities. You know? he's, like, he's like, but but I will be. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I was, he's like, you're assuming that I will. He's like, I was just practicing. Practice. Y'all, this, this is a fight. practice run. This practice husband the run. The fight is so good. Cause, and then he ends up later apologizing, not because he thinks he's wrong and not that he's going to give her the bill, but that he should have thought of her feelings and yes. that, you know, and so it, this is new for him. There's this is very tiny concessions to, that to both of them have yes. to make. Yes. And they're both individuals that are not used to making concessions. And that's what yeah. makes it so great. Not yeah, there's because, a lot of give and take. And I like the I like that they're equally stubborn because it makes his overbearingness a little bit acceptable. It, more yeah, acceptable because she's not a wilting wallflower. No. She's not. And she's just kind of like and she does do stuff where she kind of like gets in the way or does whatever. <laughs> and he just like, oh my God, fine, I have to involve you in the investigation, I guess. I because you won't wait. stop interfering. I just can't wait till we get to the thing that throws him into And a cold rage. So, so there's some interesting accidents that start happening. Start, start to happen. So we have um, uh, devils. Um, his carriage, his carriage, like shatters. The wheels shatter, and he He's goes investigate. Um, mm-hmm. And part of the phaeton like was sawed through. Right. So it was sabotage. Right. And she was the one who said it. She's like, "Is something going on?" You know, and I like how she has stuff to contribute. She does have stuff to contribute. And I like how it kind of is just like, she's just like, see, this is why I need to be told of what you guys are learning because I can see stuff that y'all don't. Right. She's the (laughs) one who talks to the twins and the twins are like, well, Tully that night, the night before he died, he was there at the house. Nothing stressed him out. No concerns. He was laughing. They were having a good time. She's like, there's no way he would have been able to hide that, you know. I love how Honoria is just like. Is, was Tolly good at hiding his feelings? And, and he's, he's like, just like, never. Why? Why are you asking this? No, he's really bad at hiding his feelings. And so whenever she tells him this, he's like, wow, you have um, totally like narrowed the timeline drastically. Yeah. You have helped us so much. There's a limited amount of time between him walking back from his parents' house to his bachelor lodgings that something could have happened. And oh, suspiciously, his valet has yeah. returned to his homeland very weirdly because they were close. Yeah. And so they're like, we have to track him down and see what he knows because this is all kind of very suspect at the moment. This is this is beginning to be suspect. And we get, like I said, multiple instances of devil um, coming under fire. And one of my favorite scenes as well. So they do have a ball scene. <laughs> and... Ooh. Yeah, Chillingworth. <laughs> oh, Chillingworth. So we meet one of the good friends, and he's basically like, 
an honorary sinster. Yeah. Which later they even call him that in the series. Uh, it is. And, and this first one, we see that there's a little bit of a rivalry between he and Double because they're so much alike as far as like rakish and, mm-hmm. you know, authoritative, good looking, suave, all that. And he flirts with honor. Oh my goodness. Bit. He tries to get her to waltz. And, and look, he, I love this because this is so interesting because uh, Honoria and the de- the devil and devil had a huge f- fight. Okay, before this is all about the muddies. They're like being cold to each other, not na- barely even talking. They get to the ball. She's playing the part. She's still being very you know polite, respectable, even though like she's furious with him. And Chillingworth asks to dance, and she thinks in her mind, she's like, "This is where I I could cut him. This is where I could cut him deep. I could accept this waltz, knowing he can't because he's in mourning." And there's nothing he could say about it because that would be improper, you know, and she thinks about it and, and, and devil just waits for her to hurt him. And she doesn't, she doesn't? Sa- she says, thank you, but no, I'm not dancing tonight. And it is just like, even when they're fighting, they're, they're fighting. a fucking united front. Okay. Yes. This yes. is what I want. I know. In it's, my romance. <laughs> it's so good. There's no pettiness going on. There's you know? no pettiness. There's yeah. no tit for tat type of thing. Right. Because deep down, they both know that they do belong to each other. They both do. They're fighting right. their feelings. Yeah. He's fighting, she's admitting how deep his there. are, yeah. and she's fighting that I'm. I found my my perfect family. Uh-huh. Like I've, I, I fit in so well with this family. I could see myself as a duchess. See myself having having a family. And yeah. also, they're very passionate together because Devil loves sneaking some kisses. Okay, there's multiple instances, and I love how Honoria is just kind of like I have to stop. Um, getting myself into instances where we're alone together. I know. Because he could totally convince me to marry him if he keeps kissing me. Well, and she keeps saying, like, if once a sinister, you know, once he owns her, like, once she submits to him, like, sexually, she's like, then it's over. Like, yeah. he will have me and he will not let go. Like, so, I know. I can't yeah, take that last yeah, step because exactly. then I want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then it's a done deal. So she's trying to, like, just, like, sort of play and, like, have kisses and whatever, but not let it go too far. And I love, 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 love how Devil tells her, like, he's been trying to seduce her physically seduce her mm-hmm. um because he's like this is the way this is how i can convince her that we belong together that that she needs to marry me uh-huh. but when she does get seduced by him because there's an orangery scene where they're at the ball and they go into this secret oh, little orangery and they're getting really hot and heavy y'all and honoria decides she's gonna cave she's like yeah. okay I just well, I belong de- with him. Yeah, she decided. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna totally tell him. Like, and so yes, I'm gonna be his duchess. And so she tells him yes, and he says <laughs> no. <laughs> and there's just no. like Wait, this what? is what you wanted, devil. What are you talking He's about? He's like not like this, not coercion. He's like you're he lusty. Said, you know? Yeah, he said you're not thinking with all of your faculties, <laughs> like. You are lust-addled. I yeah. need you to be completely sober. And I right. need you to tell me, yes, I want to marry you. And yes, I want to have your kids. Yeah. Like, I need you to be completely clear in, in full possession of your, your, your own mind. 
And then I'll accept it because she's ready to like go all the way. She is ready to completely give her virginity away to him. Yeah. And he refuses. It's and he so starts avoiding her after this, y'all. basically, because he wants her to be absolutely <laughs> sure. Every time like, she comes in the room, he has somewhere to go. Suddenly, <laughs> he goes to White's and stays there all day. You know, it's and so, so she has funny. to beard the dragon in his lair. Mm. And so she is waiting up for him in his own bed one I night. He goes in and he's like, he sees her wrap on his chair. But like something. <laughs> is different about like, my room wait, tonight. Wait, and then he turns and the shadows of his canopied bed, he sees her dark hair spilled over the pillow. I'm like, oh my God. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's so bold, so and he brazen. he just like sits by her, just kind of like, Honoria Prudence, what are, what you, are you doing, doing? in my bed? <laughs> so good. And I love how like she like gets up on her knees and she's like, would you agree that I am in full possession of my freaking thoughts? Yeah. Like I am not drunk. I'm not lust addled. I'm clothed. You're clothed. You have not touched me yet. Would you, you agree? I'm in a very thin silk chemise. Yes. Would you agree that I'm in my right mind? And he's like, yes. yes. And so she announces, it. She's like, like, I, I want, want to marry you yes. and have your kids. And have your children. Like, can, now okay can we it. fuck? Yeah. She's like, now I'm ready. She's like, she's like, I'm 24. I love how they get going. And he's like, realizes he's, it's her first time. He doesn't want to hurt her. So I love how he, he is has sex with her for the first time. Like instead of like missionary, he decides it'd be easier for her if she were on like in his lap, basically. I, this is, it's hard to explain the scene, but anyway, if you've read it, you know, Yeah. but anyway, you, I don't need to explain, but Stephanie Lawrence explains. Okay. Stephanie Lawrence does it much better than me, especially right now. Shit. But, um, I love how he's like, he leans back, like he's getting off of her and she goes, please, my God, I'm 24 years old. Don't, don't, don't you dare don't stop you now. Dare stop now. And I'm like, oh girl, I know. Like he cannot leave you all hot and bothered. Cause last time he did in the orangery, was that the orangery? No, not there. There was another time where he did not finish. Like how, yeah, in the orangery, he actually gives her an, an orgasm. orgasm. And the orangery does, but somewhere yeah. else. Anyway. He's been teasing her, so, like yeah. I said. It's been drawing so, up to this moment, and she's just kind of like, I so they give have in. Like, oh, my God. They have great sex. Great sex, okay? And she loves it. And he is like, she is mine. It's, it's And I all love like, how he gives her, like, barely four weeks to plan the wedding. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, you're a future duchess of, like, the most powerful duchy in the land. Yeah. You, you can plan your wedding in four, four weeks that um, the modiste Celestine will, like, craft the, the most beautiful gown, whatever. Yeah. And I also love how they always are, like, spending the night with each other. Secretly, he comes to her bed. Mm-hmm. And he tells – because she wants to be in his bed. Oh, she, yeah. She's like, why can't I be in your bed? And he's like, well, you can't, like, walk in. If I'm caught in the hall in the morning, nothing's going to be thought yeah, of Yeah, this it. is my house. But if the- you're caught in the hall, then, <laughs> They know like, where you've been. Yes, we're not going to have servants gossiping about that thing. Yeah. But I also love how, like, even on his stag night, like, the night before the wedding, yeah. he's, like, supposed to be out rowdy with Carousing. his with – his, And he yeah. is with his cousins and his brother – but he still comes to her bed that night because, yes. like, she notices whenever he – because he cannot leave her for a single night. Yeah. I fucking love it. I know. And it's like <laughs> – and he, he can't even – like, it's so funny how Stephanie Lawrence talks around – she never says the word love. It's just that – He kind of refuses. Around, he kind refuses. of his thing. He doesn't thing. want to admit that he feels that depth of feeling for her. Mm-hmm. And he, he can't – Because it's a, it's a bit of power that – she would have over him yes. confessing that that's how de- devil yeah. thinks can, in in terms of power like i said it's very mafia yeah. very yeah. mafia yeah and so i like how they do get married pretty much in the middle of the book like yeah. they get married yeah and also 
um, it was, I mean, it was discussed earlier in the book, but she, her grandfather is an Anstruther Weatherby. She's been going by Weatherby. <laughs> right. And he's very powerful as well. And I love how he's like at the wedding and he's just like, haha, good job. And he, yeah. she just kind of like, uh, whatever. Uh, you just own my family, but I guess I'll be nice. And I also like whenever they cut the cake with the sword, he yeah. also like makes sure that the sword hilt like totally like rubs against her fucking clit. I'm like, damn, devil. I know. In the middle of the room? <laughs> like, damn. And they even like leave their reception early. He's like, yeah. nobody's expecting us to stay here. Yeah, come they on. They know me. They know me. It's time to go, I darling. Also, the cousins in Scandal make a bet on how soon – there will be a baby. Yes. I love that. This is the thing that comes back to play in the end. Yeah. So I had to mention that. Well, like I said, some more so attempts on Devil's happened. life are happening. Yeah. They're in um, the bedroom. This is after they're married and they go to get some of his brandy, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he pours a glass for her because she likes brandy too. And I love that they're just I like sharing that. a drink together. Like, yeah. This is me and my husband. And like women normally don't drink like <laughs> yeah. straight up brandy, but like she yeah, does. She and he's just like, all I, right. Yeah. Come on. My wife baby. likes brandy. Yeah. Let's have a drink. We're going to share it together. It's awesome. So. You know, he hands her a drink and she goes to take a sip and she smells this, uh, the bitter almonds, which is like a sure sign of this poison. So immediately she screams for devil, no, right as he's about to sip it. And they realize. That glass out of his- I know. And it shatters everywhere. And he realizes, like, oh my God, what happened? He was being poisoned. And this, I love this moment because devil realizes this murderer almost murdered his, his wife. Not just him, but his Ugh. wife. He's like. So it's like. And she's <laughs> like, don't you see you've been the target all along? All along. Yeah. Like. They it, they, they somebody somebody knows your routine enough that you go back to your room and have a nightcap. Yes, they obviously don't know that and I come and share the same and, thing and do it. Yeah, exactly. And um, he was also riding in the park one day and he heard a shot and it missed his fucking head by yeah. like an inch. Yeah. And then he's attacked by like these ruffians and yes. he like almost doesn't escape. Like there's so many attempts on his life. And so now Honoré is just kind of like, we need who motive. Is what your would be the heir? motive? Yeah. <laughs> who is your heir? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And this is what we, we didn't really talk about this, but in the beginning, um, Tully has Tully has a, an older brother named Charles, and he's actually older than Devil. He's a half brother. He is a half brother from Arthur's first marriage to um, Almira Buttersworth, mm-hmm. and um, apparently Almira had trapped Arthur into marriage, um, mm-hmm. gotten pregnant with Charles, and he was forced to marry. But his current wife that he has, um, Tully, and the twins, and Simon, Simon and Henrietta, yeah. with is like his <clears throat> true love, right? And Charles has been behaving suspiciously this whole book. Yeah, we forgot to mention also that um, the day of the funeral, he the proposes day of the funeral. He proposes to Nori. He's like, um, I know you might need an alternative, and you know I would be more than happy to like marry you and help you with this. Who scandal. would have you? I know over, over devil, devil Charles. Like I don't think. So. Oh my god, you yeah. pompous, yeah. arrogant fool! And then we have oh my god. So let's talk about. So it's finally sinking in that someone's after devil. But then, then, so she gets a letter and the letter is basically saying, you know, come alone. If If you you want to know about, you know, Tully's murder or whatever, I have information. Yes, you have to come. Who's trying to kill your husband? Yeah. Yeah. And so I love that she's not so like, like, 
you know, dense. And she's like, oh, I'm just going to, okay, I'm going to go alone and tell no one. No, she sends a letter immediately by the footman to uh, White's, which is where he's at his club, Devil's the Gentleman's Club. I love well, that. I love how he just, how she's not dumb. Right. Me too. <laughs> That's nice. It's really we like, nice. We like that. It's really nice and characters behave. Like, like just fall into the trap of yes. the villain, you know, so It's easily. such an obvious trap and she, yeah. she makes plans that she's not going to go in this completely blind. Right. I love it. So, um, um, so another letter is sent to Devil, and this one is basically saying um, your wife is having an affair with Chillingworth. So she goes to the address. Oh, Chillingworth opens the door, and she's surprised. She's, she's like, has no idea that this is what are you Chillingworth's house. Doing? Y'all, I love this scene so much. I laugh so hard. He goes, "Are you in earnest? Are you serious?" She goes, "Well, of course I am." She's thinking. He has some kind of news about like devil, but his letter said basically you have an ascent, you know, an assassination coming to your house. Basically, blah, blah, blah. hey, I know I'm devil's new wife, but I'm but down I to want fuck. To be okay, with you. yes. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, okay. So he leans in to kiss her, and she punches him in the nose and makes him bleed. <laughs> and then devil walks in. It's so oh, fucking great. This whole scene, and and I love how devil's just kind of like. He's bleeding? Like, yeah. what's going on? And, well, at first, he's furious because he ble- believes she's betrayed him. Because he answers the Chillingworth, looks out, sees that no one's there, and he is shirtless because he's bled all over his shirt. And then he comes in, and then she goes out right after. So he thinks for a split second. I was about to say, it was like barely was a barely, second. It was barely. It's like his rage is leading him, and he's believing the person that wrote this letter. But as soon as he gets her in the carriage, I he's like, extremely tell me what happened. Up. Yes. Immediately, and she's, she's like, I would like, never do that. And he also, goes, why know. would I send you a note? Like, telling you to meet me there. Like, she's, and, but she's like, I love you. I would never do that. And he's like, I know. And he, so he's like, he's kind of ashamed. Like, even for a split second, he thought about it, but he realizes someone is trying, not just to, after him, but it's like, basically was going to try to, you know, kill him, kill her, and make it look like he just lost his rage and killed his own wife. Yeah. Like, like this a, is sinister a, a shit. Murder, suicide. Yeah. Murder, suicide. Thing crazy thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so they do figure out, um, that at first, Honoria thinks that it is, um, so the Sinsters are very, um, procreative. They have lots of, um, children everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. Devil's dad had a lot of siblings and he also twins run in the family. So Tali's father is also a twin. And like at first, Honoria has it all mixed up. Like who would be the heir? If Devil right. has no kids, who would be the heir? And it would be, um, it would go to the second, you know, son after Devil's father whatever and that's arthur and arthur is the father of charles is the right. father of um tully right and so it's charles charles is charles trying. is the heir right charles is the heir and what's funny what's funny when you read the book about um devil's parents mm-hmm. we see almira and we see her ambitions for her child mm-hmm. we see her like basically um, Devil's dad doesn't like to go to London to his townhouse, right. but she's always there. Yeah. Because she's just like, this is my future home. My yeah. son is going to inherit because they always thought that Devil's dad was never going to marry because he was like 40 years old. And right. Still not they married. said he was old. And then, and even like later when Charles is admitting it, he's so crude about it. He's like, yeah, that hussy like spread her legs and then got Devil. Yeah, talking like, about De- Devil's mom. I know. And um, so the type of woman that she was, she filled Charles's head with like, 
you are rightfully you the heir this. to this dukedom, and our family is the better family, the Butters worst family, which I just have to laugh. <laughs> I know. Butters worth. Like, come on, guys. Anyway. So um, so they're out at Summersham, and she goes out to the stables. to. Um, she's looking for Devil in Vain, because they never, like, told her the plan to set up Charles. And, of course... There's no one there at the stables, and who does she bump into but Charles? And Charles is immediately like, devil's been hurt, and you must come with me now. And, of course, she in her head is like, this is you bullshit. You were the murderer. This is bullshit, but she has to, like, play her role. And she's like, where is he? Well, he's at the cottage, you know? I love her stalling tactics. Yes, me too. She's so smart. Yeah. And there's also a kind of running joke that every time <laughs> Devil goes to his own stables, Milton. His, Milton is nowhere to be found. He's supposed to take care of the horses, but he doesn't want to take care of Devil's horse because he he's known Devil since he was a little kid, and he's always, like, instilled, like, Devil, take care of your own horse. Like, I don't care yeah, if you're I, Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. you're going to take care of your own horse. Yeah. But so she's, like, hoping someone will be around. She's stalling, and who do we see popping Finally, out behind the Milton stall? Milton is there. He's, like, in the shadows watching, you know. So she tries to stall as much as she can, saying, oh, no, we if if he's hurt, then we have yeah. to take the bigger Phaeton. We have to make sure that we have yeah. to attach like, the horses to it. Like, oh, mm. yes. Yeah, she also doesn't want to ride because she's, she's pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> and um, so she's stalling for time, and he's getting frustrated. Like, he doesn't realize that she knows. Yeah. Because he's He just thinks she's being a flight. Like he's like, I wouldn't think you were a flighty female. Your husband's dying. Like, oh, I must you know? get the smelling salts. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. So... Um, um, they're driving out in the woods, and he's taking her to the gamer's cottage. Yes. And Devil, um, I love whenever he comes home, and he realizes. Because um, Melton immediately Milton's is Milton's like, hey, my lord, um, it doesn't look like she wanted to go. Like, she was making eyes and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, shit, Charles has my wife, and she's yes. pregnant. She yes. has not said it to him yet, though. But he knows. He knows. He's I like, I can like, fucking count. Know? He goes, I can count. I it's can part of being fucking a count. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he kind of, he knows where they're, they're heading. Yeah. Because Charles is a little bit predictable. Right. And I also know, I also love, so Charles is a crack shot. That's another thing that gave him away. He always likes to Yeah, they were brag. all in, in the war together. And he was, right, his marksmanship is like one of his, his biggest, I guess, attributes, you know, yes. about him. And that's what was so, was bothering him, this detail, was the bullet deflected off of Tully's button. button. Right. And that's why it wasn't a straight kill shot. Right. um, Because of his button. And so, like, he realizes that. And I love how, in the end, when he confronts Charles and, like, Honoria is trying to be like save her husband. She's yeah. like, you can have children with other people. <laughs> He's like, this crazy woman this thinks I'm gonna cra- give like, give no. her up. Like, like what? <laughs> and I love how he anticipates Charles shooting him and mm-hmm. puts his flask. It's Tully's it's flask. Tully's flask. It was Tully's flask in it his was breast so pocket. Poetic. So. Honoria thinks that Devil has just been shot and he's dead, and she's yeah. like pissed off. And then she realizes something's leaking, but it's not blood. <laughs> it's alcohol. It's alcohol. It's like whiskey or something. And Vane also shows up, and they both, Devil and Vane, shoot Charles at the same time. Yeah, this was a cool standoff. This I was. loved it. It was awesome. This was. And it was also poetic that Tully's um, flask, flask was the one to save Devil. Yes. So he ended up by saving Devil in the no. end. And this is kind of sad. I feel so sad for Tully. He was murdered by his own fucking brother. Like, what it's a fucking crazy person. I know. Absolute insano. 
The Butterdorfs must have interbred one too many times. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, all the other brothers and cousins, all the sinsters show up. They decide that none of them are going to attend a funeral of Charles. So they're going to burn him in the cottage. But I love how she's like, wait, the gamekeeper may need all his furniture. Y'all need to haul that out. <laughs> like, we will <laughs> get him new furniture. God dang it. <laughs> But she's so insistent. She is insistent. And she like sits down on her perch. Her little, her watching, little watching them take all the furniture out of the gameskeeper cottage. He might be attached to it. Like, well, how do you feelings. know he doesn't want this rickety old stool? It might be his favorite stool. You favorite. don't know? It's hilarious how they she's all capitulate to her. She's such a duchess. I mean. <laughs> it is. It's perfect. Like the duchess is telling the men what to do and they're just doing whatever she says. I love it. And it then we have our epilogue. Where Aww. Devil is playing with his son, his son, which is named after his dad. I love how, yeah. so Devil is Sylvester Sebastian, yeah. and his dad was Sebastian Sylvester, so his son is also Sebastian, Sebastian Sylvester. Sylvester. With a couple other middle names. With a couple other titles, 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 <laughs> types of Title, 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 titles, name, name, name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, so they're all sitting, and I love how, like, I love how the men just bond all the time. They love, yes. like, like, like talking to each other, and he's excited that his son's there with him. But then Honoria comes rushing in with all the aunts and Helena yeah. and she just like I have heard that there was a betting book on um when he was conceived and when he would be born so like y'all are gonna hand over all of your winnings and it's gonna go to the church because the church needs a new roof yes <laughs> I'm like damn it and you will attend this roof's christening once it's completed. Yeah. I love it. I love it's it. So it's just funny. so funny. So Duchess-like. It is so Duchess-like. Yeah. So thus ends Devil's Bride. Yeah. The start to the Sinsters. So good. I love so the Sinsters. I love the yeah. cousins. They all find their women at the beginning of the book and immediately know that mm-hmm. they belong to them. And yeah. that's that's the type of energy that I'm looking for right. in my Showdown, historicals. Jess. I think that it's going to have to be the moment whenever she appears in his bed. And oh, that is such a good one. Because I really do like it because this whole time he has been pressing her yeah. to marry him. Yeah. And she has refused. And so I like that. I like that he refused her when she initially said yes. Right. He's like, no, and I he want you to mean it. With her. He yeah. won't sleep with her until she knows what and she I, wants. And I like that he's just like, I need to know that you for sure mean it. Like, right. I need to know that you want me as much as I want you type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And so the moment where she just kind of like, I'm going to make the biggest declaration that mm-hmm. I can. I'm going to wait up for him because he's been avoiding me because I'm tired of this. I want to be married to him now. And yeah. I just love it. And it was such a beautiful sex scene too. It was. It, it was, was so really sensual, good. so amazing. And mm-hmm. I love the way that devil thinks about her. And it was just so yeah. perfect. So I love, I loved it because she needed to make that decision. It'd be very clear from her point of view. Yeah. That and I like great that, scene. So. Great scene. Um, it's so hard, but I think I really, really love the whole the Chillingworth scene, especially when when he scoops her up and takes her in the carriage, and you think, you think, because he is like just like rage is eating him up because he's in love with her. And he thinks that this love of his life has betrayed him for like a split second, but immediately he's like, she's like, I would never do that. He said, I know you would never do that. And it's like, you think he's going to rage and rail and be furious, but he, he never is. Like not even that whole time he's, he realizes the depth of his feelings for this woman. I like when authors you know? make decisions like that. Yes. It's so unexpected and it was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. So then he's like, let's ride around the park a while. And then they have a little tryst in the, in the carriage. She's like, I wait, love. people do this. I love <laughs> carriage like, scenes are some you. of my 
favorite scenes in yes. historical romances. Look, y'all, in a secret love. So much carriage really stuff. One. Lots of so carriage stuff. So much sex. carriage stuff. <laughs> I love it. Mom. Yeah. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing Night Reigns by Diane Duvall. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 